Let's go to God with the word of prayer. Our great and awesome Father in heaven, we thank you for bringing us here today and for giving us a day to uh, honor you and worship you together. Father, it's a day that uh, nationally we honor our mothers, but we know that through your word you call us to do that each and every day of our lives. And Father, we pray that although today is uh, focused on uh, honoring our moms, God, we just pray that you will help us to remember to do that each and every day. And uh, we also ask for those of us who uh, don't have uh, our mothers with us, and for those of us who may not had and uh, have had an ideal relationship with their mom, that we can see in you uh, and have in you what we did not get from our earthly mothers. Uh, we love you. We thank you. I pray that my words will be yours, that you will encourage and inspire us with your love for us. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been a great service so far. Um, you know, I wanted to um, start off today just by focusing on the motherly love of God. It's an attribute about God that we don't often talk about, but as we see all throughout Scripture. And I believe that our earthly moms serve as an illustration of that motherly love that we get and receive from God. So I do want to start off by saying again, welcome all the mothers and happy Mother's Day. Amen. A group of second graders were asked to answer a question. Why did God make mothers? And here are some of the answers. Why did God make mothers? One child said, she's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. Well, how did God make mothers? He used dirt, just like the rest of us. Another kid said, magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. Well, what ingredients are mothers made of? Well, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. Well, what kind of little girl was your mom? My mom has always been my mom and none of that other stuff. So I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be she was pretty bossy. What did mom need to know about dad before she married him? Well, his last name. She had to know his background, like, is he a crook? Does he get drunk on beer? Does he make at least $800 a year? Did he say no to drugs and yes to chores? Why did your mom marry your dad? My grandma says that mom didn't have her thinking cap on. Well, what's the difference between moms and dads? Moms work at work and work at home, and dads just go to work at work. Well, moms know how to talk to teachers without scaring them. One kid said, dads are taller and stronger, but moms have all the real power because that's who you go to to ask if you want to sleep over at your friends. And one kid said, moms have magic. They make you feel better without medicine. And then lastly, they asked the question, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? 
One kid said, she has this weird thing about me keeping my room clean. I'd get rid of that. Another kid said, I'd make my mom smarter. Then she would know it was my sister who did it and not me. And then lastly, one kid said, I would like for her to get rid of those invisible eyes on the back of her head. You know, all throughout Scripture, God is referred to as our Father. And Jesus confirms this fact when he taught us how to pray. You go and you say, Our Father, who art in heaven. And we see his fatherhood displayed in how he disciplines us, how he teaches us, how he leads us, how he encourages us, and how he protects us. But there are some motherly attributes of God that I want us to look at this morning to encourage us that we do have that type of love in God the Father. Amen? In 1 John chapter 3, verses 18 through 24, 1 John 18 through 24, 1 John 3, says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. This then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence, whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, then we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to turn off your cell phones in church, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commands us. Those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. You know, the first attribute I like to look at, the motherly attribute, the first motherly attribute I like to look at is a mother's reaffirming love. In verse 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. You know, men, let me just say, and I, I know this is the obvious, but we will never comprehend that maternal connection mothers have with their children. So stop trying to compete with the wife, all right? It's just not going to happen. We didn't have the honor of carrying around your children in her belly for how many other months she did, and you were not in that room releasing that beautiful gift into the world. So there is a connection that a mother has with her children that we may never get to experience, and that's okay. We have our own connection, and we'll talk about that on Father's Day. But they alone have this maternal connection, and it's very much like our connection with God the Father. You know, mothers never give up on their children. They stand by them through good and through bad. I remember sitting in the principal's office in third grade and watched my mother go at it with the principal, the assistant principal, and my third grade teacher, defending me for actions that in the back of her mind she knew I did. But because I was her child and these people were disciplining me, my mother defended me, and she, I mean, you would have thought I was an angel with a halo and wings. And I sat there, and deep down I knew I was off the hook. But as soon as we left the school, 
that's when I realized just how connected my mom and I were, especially with all the connections she was making. You get the picture. We were very connected that day. But even if they know their kids are more bad than good, mothers stand by their children. And believe it or not, God does the same with us. A mother's love is a lot like God's love. God fully understands that, com- that maternal connection because he gave it to mothers. And we have that same inseparable bond with God that a mother has with her child. In Romans chapter 8, verses 8, 38, it says in verse 39, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Doesn't that feel like a mother's love? That no matter what their kids do, no principal, no dean, no F on the report card, nothing, not even prison, has been able to separate a mother's love from her children. That's that deep maternal connection. And guess what? Your sin is not good enough or great enough for God to not love you. There is nothing you could do today, tomorrow, or yesterday that would make God love you more or less. There's nothing that can separate you from that love of God. And here's the thing. Even when we run away from God and we go and mess our lives up, what does he do? He stands there waiting for us with open arms. And in fact, he runs to us. Doesn't even let us finish our apology. That's the maternal connection we have with God. There's nothing that can separate us from that love. Another motherly quality that God displays is his reassuring voice. That reassuring voice you get from your mom comes from God. In verses 19 and 20 says, This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn. Have you ever done something and you just knew in your heart, man, I really messed up? How am I going to get out of this one? And you just don't, you just can't see a way out. You don't really know. You, you've tried all your tricks. You, you, you've taken all the advice you could. And what did you do at the end of the day? For some of us who can't, we call up mom, right? Mom, I need some help. I, I just can't, I can't see how I'm going to get out of this one. I need your advice. I need some guy. I just need, to, I just need you to listen. Can I come up? Can you cook something for me? That's how my mom used to do for me. Whenever I needed encouragement, she would just make me something. It just seemed like everything went away. And and she would always know what to say. Always know what to say. And this passage that we read about here is all about reassurance. No matter how long you've been a Christian or how firmly grounded you are in your walk with God, there will be times when you need reassurance, where you need to feel like, yes, you're, you're, you're still in my grace. I still love you. I'm still with you. And we just need that reassurance when a child is hurt or afraid. What do they do? Who do they turn to? They turn to their mother. And there's just that maternal instinct that's in all of us. Even grown men have been known to cry out for their mothers when they were afraid. And sometimes that calm, consoling voice 
is all we need to calm the storms in our hearts. See, God in his word reassures us of his presence in our lives. He's always there. He always reassures us each and every time, especially when we need it and when we want it. If, if Psalm 4, 143, verse 8, it says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. You know, when we, when we spend time with God in the mornings, God, we're just reminded of God's unfailing love. That, that voice that we, we, we read from the word reassures us and lets us know that we're still connected to God. That he still loves us. You know, I believe that's why God gave us his word in the written form so that we can go back to it. Because, you know, sometimes our memory gets jacked up. The older we get, the more we forget. And so we got to go back to the book and just read and be reminded of the God's love that he has for us, just like a mother reassuring her child. Another quality. Another quality is God's all-knowing ability. His all-knowing ability. In verse 20, it says, For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. You know, I'm always afraid of when people say, you know, don't judge me, God knows my heart. Because I know that they're not really thinking about what they just said. And so every time I hear someone say that, I say a little prayer from God. Because I know you know their heart, show a little more grace. Because what you're really saying is like, God knows my heart. Yeah, you're right. But what does that, that should, that should make you even more reverent of God and fearful of the consequences. Now, I don't know about you, but I was afraid if my mother knew everything. I didn't want her to know everything. And I would never say, don't judge me, Barbara knows everything. I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, hold on a second. What, what does that mean, though? That means I can't go home tonight. You know, there is a, a respect and an awe we should have of God. And there's a place, you know, God wants us to keep our hearts clean for a reason. It's because he does know everything. Mothers just have a way of seeing right through us, don't they? They know when you got in trouble. They know when you did something wrong. You just got this look. There's something off. They just, they just know. Dads, sometimes we're like, hey, you know. I mean, sometimes we just, you know, we, we like, look, what's on TV? Mothers, they can just sense. As soon as you come in the house, it's like this sixth sense, like, come here. What happened? What do you mean what happened? What happened? And you try to act like they don't know, but it's just God. I don't know what it is. A mother can see into the heart of a child because she knows her children. She knows her children. She knows us well. Mothers are like God in, in a sense that they can tell when we're lying. And you think you're getting away. I think sometimes they just let us get away with stuff because they're just tired. It's not because they don't want to deal with it. It's like, you know what, just go ahead. I know you're lying through your teeth. You're just going to just go ahead. And, and we think we got away with it. Oh, mom didn't catch me. No, she just chose to let you go. And, you know, there are a lot of things. You think about all that we do that God just graciously decides to not give you what you deserve. Knowing what is in your heart and what's in your life, 
That's a loving God. The Bible says that he does not give us what our sin deserves. What does your sin deserve? But that's not how God is. Here's a hint. If your mother says, I'm going to ask you one more time, chances are she already knows. And she's giving you a chance to come clean. She's giving you a chance to come clean. You know, my kids, we raise them, we try to, you know, we try to teach them to be honest and things like that. And, and you know, fear of consequences sometimes overrule their little hearts. And you know what they did already. And you just give them a chance. I'm going to give you one more time to tell me the truth. At that point, why, something should click and say, okay, you know what, they, they, they got me. They got me. You know what, yes, I did it. I'm sorry, I was afraid. But they keep going and keep stringing it on, and, and we can be the same way. God is like, okay, I'm going to give you one more chance to come clean. And we're like, no, 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 I didn't do it. No, 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 no. And God said, are you going to really make me go there? And then the worst thing about it was when my mom would call my brother in. Tell me, tell him what you told me. And then you know it's a wrap after that because he's scared to death. And you know, God just has a way of exposing things in our lives because he loves us and he does not want us to ruin our lives. And just like a loving mother, he wants us to come clean. Give yourself a chance. Don't make me have to go there. Trust in my love. Trust, I'm, I'm, I'm there for you. I love you. And yeah, you know, the rod is handy, but it's only temporary. And it's only to teach you how to live. In 1 Timothy 5, verse 25, it says, In the same way good deeds are obvious, and even those that are not cannot be hidden. We can't hide from God. God knows everything. He sees everything. Hebrews 4, 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare. Sometimes I marvel at how does she know that? How does she find out she has her ways? Until this day, I still don't know. But that's just how it is. And, you know, you can look, you can get all upset and angry and, you know, they don't let me do what I want to do and all that. Parents are not supposed to let you do what you want to do. And that's how God is. God, if God just lets you do anything you want to do without consequences, that's not real love. You see, one thing about God that he will never be, you'll never be able to accuse God of is being an enabler. God loves us. The Bible says that his kindness leads us towards repentance. It shouldn't lead us towards more sinful living. Paul even addresses it when he talks about grace. He says, so, so grace increase, so sin increases? Absolutely not. But the fact that God chose not to punish you right away should make you even more grateful and make you want to please him even more. 
You know, the reason, some of the reasons why we, we want to shower our mothers with gifts and, and, and with, with, with loving hugs and kisses is because we know we wouldn't be here without her. She could have ended our lives at the first couple lives. But she chose, no, I want to I love and nurture you and teach you. And, and as many times as she had to go to bat for you, knowing you were lying through your teeth, and then she's there and she's risking her own name and her own reputation to stand up for you. That's love. How many times has God's name taken a blow because of the decisions we've made? But yet, God still loves us. God still loves us. And he disciplines us because it just shows that we're his children. That's what it says in Hebrews 12. Do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you. You know, I can't discipline the McCullough's kids because they're they're not my children. Now, I can discipline my children because they're my children. When we belong to God, God disciplines those who belong to him. Think about that. Be, care, be afraid if you don't get disciplined by God. Because that means that there's a, a disconnection there that we got to figure out on a spiritual level. God will discipline those he loves. God will discipline his children because he wants them to be more like him. Since God is aware of our behavior, he also knows how to help us out. God knows what can fix the situations we're in. We just got to be great children and listen. God knows exactly what can get you out of that situation. God knows exactly how to turn that situation around. He just wants to know if you love him enough to listen to him. He knows us, and yet it's not in his nature to leave us. And then lastly, a mother's ready resources. In verse 21, verse 22, it says, And receive from him, and we receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. Isn't it amazing how mothers seem to always be prepared? I mean, I'm amazed that, you know, I, sometimes I carry my, my, my wife's purse for her, like, you know, she's trying to get, and I pick, I'm like, babe, what in the world? Like, what is in this thing? And, and it's like a survival kit in there. I mean, she has everything. She's got bobby pins. She's got clippers. She got stuff for the kids. She got stuff for her. And I'm like, man, this is intense. But she's rarely ever not prepared. And, and it's, you know, it's just, you, you, you just know. You just, you know, there's, there's times you, you know, your kids are hungry. And instead of getting up in the middle of service, you got to pull out a piece of candy. They just know, right? They pull out a piece of candy, pull out a snack. For their kids and for your kids. And you just figured, and it's like a whole little network of mothers just kind of passing stuff around and just helping each other out because they understand the situation. There's tissues. You better believe some mother in here got a pack of tissues in their purse because they got children. Lip gloss, Vaseline. You can't go walking ashy behind me. So they keep the Vaseline in the, in the bag. They got the keys, they got sunshades, they got reading glasses, they got all sorts of things. They're always prepared. And that's just what's in their bag. When you come to the house, there's always food there. 
And I don't know how they do it, but they just make things happen. I go in my fridge, and you, you, you know how you do that absent-minded thing? You keep going back to the fridge hoping that something's going to be there that wasn't there the last time you checked. My wife would go in the kitchen and look at the exact same refrigerator that I did and pull out magic. And I'm like, how did you get that out of what was in there? I just looked in there. I go in the cabinet, and I'm looking, and I'm like, yeah, I ain't got time to cook that. Yeah, that's going to take a while to boil. And all this, and my wife just goes in, and next thing I know, half hour, we got dinner on the table. Always there. Always ready. Resources seem endless. Now, I get on my wife about her purse every now and again. I ain't going to lie. I'm like, babe, you know, we hit a turn. Your purse, and it falls over. We might get into an accident. But that doesn't keep her from being ready. Doesn't keep her from being ready. That was last week on our way to church. <laughs> if we're not careful, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can take our mothers for granted for always being there for us. We don't often appreciate all that a mother does until we have to take care of ourselves. The constant and consistent care that they provide gives us a sense of security. And it's not so that we can be lazy. It's so that we can learn how to take care of ourselves. They're preparing us for the real world. You know, we'll always have a meal. We'll always have clothes. We'll always have shelter. We'll always have a listening ear. And although mothers do their best to provide for us, they're not perfect. They're not perfect. And to be quite honest, only God can truly meet all of our needs. Consistently, constantly, and effectively. And so, I want to encourage you, if you don't have a great relationship with your mother because she's failed you in some way, give her a break. Show us some grace. You know, my mom was an awesome woman. She's made a lot of mistakes. And I choose not to focus on the mistakes. I chose to focus on all the times that she was there, that she provided, that she listened over and over and over and over again. It's what we choose to focus on. And I think that somehow translates into our relationship with God. Do you find yourself in a habit of thinking about all the things you don't have? I don't have this. You didn't give me that. I didn't have this. I don't get to do this. When am I going to ever have that? What would your mother say if you said that to her? Now, see, God, God always provides for us. And it may not be in the way you want it, but it's exactly what you need. In fact, in Matthew chapter 10, God tells us how, how special we really are. In Matthew 10, verse 29, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even... The very hairs of your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. 
You know, your mother loves you. But I tell you, she doesn't know how many hair and head you had on your head. She'll sit down and braid your hair, comb your hair, wash your hair, but she's not going to sit there and count every every follicle on your head. God knows you that well. God knows you and he loves you that well. God loves you so much that even if a sparrow fell from the sky, that's the attentive love of God right there. There is nothing in your life that escaped God's gaze. There's nothing that happens in your life, no detail that happens in your life that God does not care about. And God is always ready and willing to provide whatever we need so that we don't have to step outside of his will to meet that need for ourselves. In Matthew chapter 6, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but you guys know this passage. In Matthew chapter 6, you know, Jesus talks to his disciples about worrying. And, you know, I realized that when I was growing up, there were a lot of things I could have worried about that I didn't because of who my mom was. There are a lot of things that, that she, she shielded us from because she made a way and she made it happen. And there are a lot of mothers in this room that are just like that. And let me just tell you, if you have your mother in your life, do not take her for granted. Do not take her for granted. Because let me tell you, there are people who wish they still had their mothers around to celebrate Mother's Day with. If there is a a, a rift in your relationship with your mother, ask God to give you the courage to lovingly deal with that. To honor your mother while you still have her with you. In Matthew chapter 6, you know, Jesus goes on and he talks about not wanting, not needing anything. And he says in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has a trouble of its own. God can provide for us in ways that not even our own earthly mothers can. But God has given them the ability to meet those needs while we still have it. And here's the thing. As we honor our mothers, take a moment to honor God for all the motherly qualities that he's shown upon your life as long as you've been alive. Your mother's got it from somewhere, and it was from God. I love you. Enjoy your day. To God be the glory.